Okay, people. You know who it is. And I'm back. And I'm mad. I'm mad, mad, mad. But I'm not Max. Anyway. Um, I decided instead of being mad, I was just going to make the word for the day. And the word for the day only because it's special day. Does anybody know what today is? Bueller. Today is a palindrome, and it's an eight-digit palindrome. And you say, what in Satan's earth, Osiris, are you talking about? So, we're going to talk about it. First of all, I'm a pattern person, as we all know. Second, I'm dyslexic, as we all know. So these weeks that are coming up until sometime in the beginning of next year, middle of next year, we're going to have a lot of these palindromes. And they, my friend, won't be back for like a thousand years, 35 years for one, okay? So today specifically, being an eight-digit palindrome. Now, let's go ahead and define that. Can anybody tell me? Anybody? Anybody know what it is? Come on. Extra points? No? You guys suck. Okay, a palindrome. It is a word or a verse or a sentence um, or a number or that um, reads the same frontwards and backwards. Okay, we all know them. Bob knows them. His name is Bob. He spells his name backwards. Front or back, it's Bob. So is that stupid? Wow. Because that's just an upside-down mom. Okay, follow me? Now, if those are the more of the words. We have the letters, like 1881. This, my friends, this is a dyslexic's dream and nightmare all at the same time. Yeah. You think that I don't read like you guys do, but I don't. I still read the other way, too. I read twice. So, these are awesome because they really mean the same thing, no matter how I read them. So, today, when you wake up to me, my voice... Just remember this, no matter which way you approach the day today, it reads the same. Okay, this is some foreshadowing. I'm telling you. We're actually in, um, I think, a midway or 
Yeah, about a midway of a 10-day stretch of dates of palindromes. That 1221 really does it, you know? Now, these palindromes weeks uh, only occur in countries such as ours that write their dates like we do in a month, day, year order. Okay, the Asians don't do that, so we wouldn't have it. And the year can be two digits or four digits, and they still qualifies as a palindrome. Got it? Now this, we call it an inauguration. The stretch began with an inauguration day or the set-off day. Um, and that's the far, with the farmer's almanac. <laughs> Halls says that the first inauguration date in American history is the palindrome. Thought that was pretty cool. Good old almanac, you know. So if we look at the ones that we see in left in two twenty one, we have all of January mostly no it was 120 through 129 were all palindromes it's a whole week almost one two zero two one one two zero two one frontwards backwards 120 21 121 21 now 121 21 that's pretty cool. Now, being dyslexic and seeing patterns, like I said, this becomes a nightmare. And something that I enjoy because the patterns, I think, outweigh the because if I start to let myself go back to reading the way I read and not the way you read, then I start slipping. And then I can't be all... I don't know what you guys are, but... Anyway. The patterns are there. And I'll say it one more time before I get on on my high horse. Even the horse says, no, don't do it, don't do it. So, no matter what you do today, it ends up the same. Now, if we look at when the next inauguration day, palindrome, it won't occur until... One, that'd be January 20th of 3021. That's a thousand years from now. Did you do that math? Or do you think it was a hundred? Again, farmer's almanac. 
was thinking the other day, who the hell writes the farmer's almanac? Hopefully it's not the weatherman, because he's like wrong 70% of the time. But I don't know who writes the farmer's almanac anyway. Now, 30, I mean, that's a thousand years, but we were not going to have to wait that long. Why? Why? Because it's a 2022. It's a 22. When 22 is ushered in, that means we're going to have 22 palindrome dates. But in 22, now that is insane in the membrane. The only two years, okay, in a century that contain 22 palindrome dates are the ones ending in 11 and 21. Okay, so we, 2011 has passed. Two thousand twenty-two coming up in the next century. Now they will be found for all you eleven eleven people. Twenty one eleven and twenty one twenty one will be interesting. Now, 22 palindrome dates this year also include the stretch in December. This stretch in December is going to be from 12-1, which we already are on the third day, all the way to the ninth. So, just a little tidbit. I guess that's it for my palindromes. Um, because it just ends the same anyway. <laughs> uh, okay, so palindromed away. That's my numbers and my patterns for the day. Now, we're going to have to get back to some good news because I'm feeling kind of feeling like I'm going to rip somebody apart so I'm going to think about what it is that makes me happy and I'm not going to meditate I don't do that but I'm going to contemplate on something that hasn't happened in two years.
it just so happens to be one of my favorite things. These are a few of my favorite things. When the dog bites. When the... No. When Dempf comes. They announced the dates, not that they ever change, but for Dempf. And I'm really hoping that we don't see a pattern. One time in my life that I hope I don't see the pattern would be this. I had gone to Dempf every single year that it was made since it was incepted in, since its inception okay that was 20 years in a row okay you only live 20 years in a row i can only have maybe less than a handful of people that have done something like 20 years in a row besides live maybe be stupid but like that's just living so, as you could say, I was a little bit mad when my streak was broken. Of course, it had nothing to do with me or lack thereof, whatever. But that really sucked. And three would be a pattern, and I would have to reevaluate what I was going to do with that. Um, most likely it would not be good because that's telling me that it's over. This is the end, my only friend, the end. Um, yeah, no, that beginning of a pattern would not be a good thing for Demp, for me. And that leads right into what else we go into the new year with, okay? Now, most people, humans, humanoids, they have New Year's resolutions. Now, I'm not going to carp on that because we will do one of those and you will feel the pain. But resolutions usually entail doing something they don't want to do, taking something away from themselves, something to that effect. Usually you don't gain anything except pounds. Um, but I'm from a different school of thought because I think differently, okay? I just do more of what the three things that it is that I like. Maybe they're even the vices, the three vices that I have. I can choose to do those more. Why? Because it makes me happy. And we all need to be happy, don't we? We're all winners, for God's sake. Don't you want me to be a winner, too? Anyway, it is about 
the new year. And preparing for this new year, as I do every year, I start in November, and I do a small cleansing of... Mm, it's more like a douche, you know? It's more like a douche. And what that is, is I look around my... who I've surrounded myself with this, the following year, or the past year. I mean, who's there? And I mean, who's really there? Who? Who? Says the owl. Who? Says the Grinch. Down. Going down to Whoville to take all the presents from the little kitties. <laughs> I'm coming for you. No, but that's what we're saying here. Is I, I look around and take an honest evaluation of who I've surrounded myself with over the past year. Are they the same people that were around last year? Are they new people? What kind of people are they? Are they hybrids? Are they not? Are they they thems, he hers, she hims, they vores? What the fuck ever? And once I do that, because I keep my circle or my tribe very tight, and I have for some years now, I have lots of acquaintances. I know you all, and it's a pleasure to know you all. But for the ones that I let in to the inner sanctum, the inner circle, the ones that I show things, tell things, invite into my home, whatever it may be. Speaking of which, I just moved in to a much, much bigger room in the house. I have a full closet, and it's about twice the size as my last place. And it's awesome. I did some decorating and it's going to look cool. I think I might even do the pyramid. Kind of like you guys have the, uh, you know, when you have a bed that has a, what do they call that? With the chiffon, like um, see-through, like stuff goes over your bed. I think we could do that in a pyramid fashion. I'm liking it. I've already got one part of it up already. We'll see what happens. But the, I got my technology back, so I'm really happy about that. I've got some new toys. Not really toys, but they're things of which I like to tinker with. Not like Tinky Air, just Tinker. Got my new 3D printer. Oh yes, all kinds of trinkets will be given away for whatever you guys call this holiday coming up. 
where these fat man gives you gifts. Well, the alien hybrid's going to give you gifts that he's made from his 3D printer. So, and I was I was thinking about it when I was thinking I was I haven't pulled the trigger on getting this stupid 3D printer because they're expensive. And I put it off and put it off and put it off and talked about it and put it off some more. And when I got it, I'm pretty excited about it. But I was like, what am I going to print? I mean, the possibilities are literally endless from totally functioning no metal part guns to it can actually print out with um, the filament that usually goes on there. There's Philip ones and then resin ones, which are more of a liquidy type. And they have all kinds of different kinds of stuff of these filament type things that come out of there. And it is so amazing how this thing works. But they got all kinds of stuff. They got rubber stuff that can, you can make a little whatever and it's actually squishable. It's, you know, bendable. It's pretty cool. Carbon fiber, they have carbon fiber that can come out of those things. I can make like a carbon fiber dildo or something. It's serious, it's cool. Anyway. So, what it is about this whole November doing the, who am I surrounding, or who surrounding myself with and who should I not have around me and that is what as I give myself the gift and New Year's of whatever three of these vices or you know I get to do more super whatever I want I like chocolate, I'll eat more chocolate, whatever. Something that pleases me and makes me happy. I'll do more of it. And But this is the counterbalance, the balance, the what is above shall be below, that kind of thing. This is what this is doing. It is balancing it out. Because if you give yourself, you must... Not take away, but negate. As in an ontological mathematics, zero is the true and only negator, meaning it doesn't destroy, but it negates it down to zero or nothing. Not nothingness, nothing. There's a big difference between nothing and nothingness. Way over most people's heads, but we're going to talk about that zero between the placeholder between negative one and one is a placeholder that holds saying it's not negative and it's not positive 
they don't cancel each other out so it goes into nothingness it's nothing okay so it just negates it to nothing it's the beginning of something got it it's a little something some that'd be like a little tiny zero okay so such as the negator zero okay in ontological math so is the turning into the new year because that makes me have to take an honest look about who I've surrounded myself with and then taking those people and evaluate them evaluate my choices to have them in my life so I sit with my pen and paper and I make the list now, the repeat customers, okay, the ones that are still there, okay, they've most likely been there, well, they've been there since they've been there, and most of the time, it's pretty long time, okay. Those are called friends, as much as they can be called friends, okay. And then you have acquaintances, lots of acquaintances, people you know. I haven't come up with something on Facebook like what you would call those people. You know, the people that you're friends with on Facebook, but you're not really friends with. Yeah, I don't count those because I don't have those. I really tried hard to only have people that I know on my Facebook friends. But the last year, this year, it changed and it got away from me because of the show, actually. Because I had to start letting total strangers be my friend <laughs> so they could become part of the cult. I know. But I tried it for a very long time. You'll never see one of those posts from me about whining about, oh, who loves me? And you know how they write those posts about, I am stripping down my friends list from Facebook. And if you don't write three words about something here, blah, blah, blah. okay, what are you going through? A midlife crisis, you little pussy. Like everybody needs to love me. I need to be showered and adorned with a shut the fuck up okay so i will be doing that honest evaluation uh, which i've already done and i'm starting to make the the lists of lists so i've got the people down and now i'm doing the pros and cons now you wouldn't think that that would be too hard now would you you just be like, that person's an asshole. I don't even know why I hang out with him. Her. He, she. Him, her. They, them. Whatever the fuck. But. 
it's harder than you think. For me, people are, people are people so. No, the humans that I surround myself with are unique human beings to me. They might not understand it, but I do. And that dynamic is very, very strange. Strangers in a strange land, the people you surround yourself with. Okay, these are, can you say trust? No, I wouldn't say trust. Some of them you can count on. A lot of the other ones you could not count on at all. Or you could count on not counting on them. Um, but you would normally say that would be somebody that you probably wouldn't want around the following year. And that's untrue. The numbers don't lie. But they don't tell you the whole truth either. And that's very important. Because while I can get forgive, overlook, not bother with certain things that certain people do for certain reasons, I can be okay with that. Even if most people would say that it was bad or wrong or badong or Pretty much double, like a, well, I don't really care what they say because it's not about them. And so making this list is kind of hard because, not because of the loss of the person possibly, but because of the intrinsicness of how, like you get to see how your mind works a little bit more than you think. You think? You can see how you lie to yourself. You can see the excuses you make for certain things. Now, a relationship or a friendship or the people that you surround in your inner sanctum, what do you think that definition of that is? Now, for you humans, it's probably something different than you have the simplicity of, well, somebody I can... I don't know, makes me laugh, happy, uh, count on, like, whatever. That's all fine and dandy. But there's none of those people, okay? Not one. And that's fine. Fucked up, insecure, neurotic, and emotional. Fine, right? It's okay because no one's perfect. 
And everybody's going to disappoint you one way or the other. As long as you're ready for that, then it doesn't come, it, it doesn't hurt so much. And this thinking differently, people say that's a negative thing. That's a negative thought. Therefore, it becomes and will make it negative. No, no, no. No, 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 no. The, the weatherman is wrong 70% of the time. I am correct 80% of the time. Okay, big difference. If you really look, I know it's burning you up inside right now about me being wrong, but I am not. It is just you being wrong again, and I'm about to prove it, so. Everybody will going to disappoint or let you down if you let them. Okay. I'm going to say that again. Everybody will let you down. Everybody in your life, not just your absentee dad, not your overpowering mother, not your diddling priest, not your everybody. There's not one person that probably hasn't let you down, disappointed, done something wrong to you. And if any of you are saying that you have some people like this and more, and this is a very untrue statement, That's because you didn't know them long enough. Over a long enough period of time, it would happen. Okay? Santa Claus. When was the last time Santa Claus let you down? Yeah, when probably found out you were lied to about him. They didn't ever even existed in the first place. So he really couldn't let you down, now could he? If you got a, a rock in your stocking, that's because you fucking pissed your parents off. Okay, they're the ones lying to you about it anyway. So fuck them. So we're about ready to come on to that stupid-ass fucking Christmas crap. I hate Christmas with as much passion as I hate my mother. Okay, it's horrible. I hate the music. I hate the people. I hate the... I hate everything about it for the most part. I mean, it's disgusting. I like when it's over and it starts way too early. Now, we're not going to go too far into Christmas here, but ho, ho, ho. Santa's helpers. They're just a bunch of hoes. Oh. 
Okay, moving along. So the valuation of these people then comparatively the pros and cons and then cut them out or don't cut them out. If I see you next year and you're still coming over, of course you made the cut. If you didn't, you'd probably start cutting yourself. No. Um, but I've had some some struggle with one in particular, two in particular. And it's funny how things work out sometimes. Um, because the two that I was going to cut, I decided I was only going to cut one because of the potential that this one of them had because they surprised me a few times. And that's not only not a cool thing to do, I don't like surprises, but I like to be surprised. Okay? Don't go boo behind me and try to scare me because you might get punched in the throat. But when I assume or when I think somebody's going to do something, I'm usually right. But when I'm not, when I'm wrong, it's fine. I get to learn, right? But if I'm surprised, that's a very, very, very rare thing that I'm surprised. So when it happens, I pay close attention to it because that's pretty special. And then when it happens a few times from the same individual, well, that's even more special because it's a pattern within a surprise. It's like a riddle wrapped in an enigma or enigma wrapped in a riddle, whichever way it might go, whatever paradigm. So I thought I had made the decision that I had to go back on this decision. Then the one that was to cut happened to be a unicorn. And then it wasn't me who had to stab her and kill her on her birthday. Remember, it was her sister that ended up stabbing her. Remember that dreams, dreams are the subconscious, figuratively telling you what it is, how it is, to fix something in your waking conscious life that you haven't fixed yet. And why on Doodoo Brown did you just segue into dreams? Why? Because that's what we're going to be talking about today, people. Dreams. I am so fucking sick of all y'all people fucking thinking you know what dreams are, what dreams are made of. Okay, 
because most of what I've heard come out of your mouths have been wrong and you've been very adamant about being wrong. Okay? If I have to hear one more person talk about a goddamn fucking spirit animal, okay, that they have no idea about what a spirit animal is, how they get them, what they even are, where they came from, the whole nine yards. Okay? If you think that that's incorrect, it's like math system. The math system that we use here, you don't know what it's called. So don't think that you don't know. But I, we know that you don't know. Okay. Dreams. Now, most people are get their information from some books along with some fucked up dreams that they have. Maybe over a long enough period of time, uh, if they remember their dreams and they are reoccurring, they might pick something up about what dreams are. If they look up the interpretation of dreams through the dream book, you know those really big ones? Yeah. No. Very 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 wrong interpretation of dreams cannot be taken out of a book okay it can't be taken out of a book now the closest thing to dream interpretation that I've gotten my hands on and actually really enjoyed not saying that it was right I said I enjoyed it, was the interpretation of dreams by Freud and Jung, comparative analysis of them. Oh, that was fascinating. And this, everybody should read. If you're going to read a book about dreams, then read that one. Because truly, truly, it gives the scientific point of view of Freud, who has no spiritual, religious, anything on him. Pure science against the young, who is more spiritual, but very science, but more spiritual. So much more well-rounded. That's why I speak and quote and a lot of Jungian philosophy. I've added to some of his stuff. I like it. It's much more correctly, much more correct, if you will. Okay. Um, so dreams. I'm not gonna go into maybe later. I'm gonna go into your your dreams, your interpretation of what you think you are. And then what they truly are. And you're going to be amazed. Okay, truly amazed. You probably won't believe me, but I don't care because you will eventually see the light when you open your eyes because you can't fuck with the lights inside a dream. Remember that, people. If you want to know if you're dreaming and you're becoming lucid within your dream, try to mess with the lights. You can't see digital clocks. You can't turn lights on in the room. You can't turn lights off. 
you can change every aspect of the dream world or the dreamscape, but you can't change the lights. Now, if you really think about that, where are the lights coming from? You have your eyes closed, your eyes are rolled back your head. You're in REM sleep, that's rapid eye movement. How's all that light in your head without your eyes? That's right, it's in the mind's eye. We all know that we can see much more clearly when we shut our eyes. If you ever have a conversation with me and you see me closing my eyes while I speak, that's it. It's not because I you're ugly. It's not because, well, maybe it is, but um, it's because I'm concentrating. The eyes are too distracted by nice asses or ugly people or whatever people on the phones um whatever it is it becomes more of a distraction and i want to give my full attention to the person and what i'm saying and if i'm closing my eyes that's what i feel that i need to do to stay on that focused thing so Again, you see more clearly with your eyes shut than you will ever see with your eyes open. Because everything that you see with your eyes open is a lie. And when I say a lie, it's not a, an on-purpose lie. It's not being... The universe isn't lying to you. It's your eyes that are not telling you the whole truth. Okay? You're not seeing everything. We only see in the white light spectrum. Our eyes turn everything upside down, flip them when they come in. Wouldn't we be living in an upside down world then? Huh. But the mind's eye, what you can see in your mind has no boundaries, has no boundaries has very little rules the only rules that the mind has is the one the prison planet that you put it in other than that it is the vast vast universe we are of mind okay Everything is mind. Everything is waves. Everything is mind. We are of mind. Do not mind the light in the waking. For the light cannot be messed with in the sleeping. So don't do your gateway drugs because that's why you can't remember your dreams. And if you can't remember your dreams, then the whole point of a dream is not getting done and what do you think the whole point of a dream is it's the only point of a dream i'll repeat it's the only point of a dream it's a dot it is 
one point, not to make it linear to another point. No, it is to the point, to the only point. It is that points at you. A dream, the dreams, the he, he, her dreams, everybody's dream. It doesn't matter who you are as long as you're a human, okay? You, when you dream and go into REM sleep, the subconscious is doing one thing and one thing only. And it's, believe it or not, people, it is when we use most of our brain. Isn't that funny? You use most of your brain when you're sleeping. Yeah. You almost want to say they're retarded. Like, Well, yeah. Dumbasses. But why it uses most of the brain is because it's focused. The brain, the mind, it is focused on one thing, one point, and that point is you. So the, the what the dream's job is, is to show you something, usually that you recognize, because it is your mind, it is your subconscious that makes the dream the landscape, the dreamscape, it's all made by your mind. But the thing is, it's done so well that you don't even know it. Okay? So just like looking at the pictures, you can't see a still picture because of the mind will make up something, the story before it and after it, or to try to compare it to something that it's seen before. So we can't see the still image, no still images. The brain does that so well that a lot of times you don't even know what's happening. And I've gone over that many a time. And if you have any questions about that, let me know and I'll show you. It's very scary what the mind does without you knowing. Okay? It does a lot without you knowing. So... The dream, so one job is to fix what the conscious, what you're doing in the waking life. Okay, its job is to fix that. You're not doing it, so when you sleep, it goes to work on fixing it. What it has to work with is unfortunately the broken thing, your fucking mind. Okay. So the dream, while it's your subconscious, and it is you, okay, I'm not saying it's not you. It is only your sub, it's your subconscious. And most people, unless they lucid dream all the time, they don't control their dreams, therefore the dreams take their own shape. That is still you doing that. There's your subconscious making and filling the dreamscape, the dream world, the little VR world, the dream world. It fills it with all these things, these paradigms, these, you name it, it fills the entire thing. It is the architect. It is the 
traveler, is the destroyer. It is everything except the changer of light. So, inside the dream, it puts two things. Of course, you have your surroundings, or you have your world, okay? So, you have a house or whatever, if your dwellings. You have that of which is outside of you, that is non-human or animal. Okay, so that's your structures. The planet and everything that comes with it. <clears throat> One of those things would be the animals. But since the animals are not truly of nature, as I like to say, the humans and the animals are not of nature. Meaning, while we grew up here, we didn't, we're not from here. Okay, the planet, the plants, and the planet itself is. It's been here since it's been here. Then the plants, they couldn't procreate too well. Well, they could, they had a pistol and a stick. But the animals came and were put here to move the seeds of the plants around, to spread them to different parts of this planet. The animals were put on this planet to move the seeds around of the plants. So they became symbiotic relationship between the planet and the animals. But they're lower primates, lower down the rung of animals, male, um, because that's all they do. It's like a two-year-old dog, like a perpetual two-year-old. They're never growing up. They're just going to do what they're going to do. Same thing with animals. They just so happen to work symbiotically with the foreign land of which they were put on. And when we look to those animals, they're doing stuff that we can't, won't, haven't in a long time. They live perfectly within the planet without overdoing it, destroying it, unlike the humans. They just rape it, burn it, you name it, they destroy it, large, large chunks at a time. So the animals and the humans two separate things not of nature like the plants and the planet but they exist and we are not animals okay yes yeah, some guy wrote in a history or a book or about how 
the humanoid or the human, the one who walks on two legs, um, the ped, the hobo, whatever. Um, we are not of here either, either or. While we grew up here, or as I like to say, the humans grew up here, they evolved on this planet, but that is not where they came from. The original where they came from, you will never know. No one knows, and no knows will know, no matter how much they think they know. But we don't know where we came from. So, the animals don't care where they came from. They're too low to think about it. Okay? Now, these two... We always do our testing on animals, and that's really a bad idea. For some things, it's okay. But you're not going to get the same results. And they do that all the time, where they do the testing on animals and then assume and put out the results like it's going to be the same for humans. That's really the most retarded thing I've ever heard. Why don't you just throw in a controlled experiment with some animals and then say it's going to be like everyday life of a human that's about how ridiculous it is if you want to get the true nature of something put it in its environment put it in its natural state and if that is not a here, then come close as possible. Okay. Back in college, I did a MDMA study. You know, it was an MDA study because MDMA, that MA is methamphetamines. If you didn't know, that Molly, she's, she's not an amphetamine person, so... The MDA, the real rolly stuff, that really like get you kind of wanting to fuck the couch, or you know, you could, but you get kind of tired, you kind of want to roll around. That's Molly. That's MDA. MDMA has the methamphetamine molecule at the end. So the difference. And giving or testing the drugs like cocaine or methamphetamines on an animal and thinking that you're going to get the same results in a human. I can't tell you how stupid that is. Okay. The lab rats. I just don't understand the stupid humans. 
Yes, we have to do genetic. We have to do testing on humans. If we truly want to understand it. Yes. Then you say who. Who. Lots of who. Who do we do test on? Well, that's the big, big deal. But if it was up to me, I would take all the... Well, it's not, so... But if you're worried about hurting some people's feelings or taking their rights away or treating them inhumane... Fine, you guys have your feelings. Your feelings are getting this world all fucked up, okay? Because I don't give a fuck about your feelings, okay? That's what gets you the he, hers, and the him, she's, and the. When we start talking about feelings, I have a feeling that people are going to be upset with that. I have a feeling that I don't give a shit. But these feelings are the one thing that keeps you alive. Besides weapons, but anyway, before I get too deep on these feelings, because we've already talked about them, I'll do you a solid and we'll get back to these dream states, but so the dream, as I'll repeat, is only there to fix the problems that you're having in waking life. The subconscious is doing it when you go to sleep. Within those dreams, you only see, besides your surroundings or your what your the architecture of your mind made, so the dwellings in the planet itself. There's only two things within your dream. And I know, right? You're thinking, Mike, you're wrong. What do you mean only two things? Well, there are humans, there are people, and there are animals. And if you see aliens in your dreams, come and talk to me. And we'll talk about that next. But the people you see in your dreams are not figuratively are they figurative? They're figures, but are they literal or figurative? Nothing in a dream except you, because you're the point, is literal. Literally nothing in your dream is as it seems, and therefore is all about you. So once you can get that concept in your head, you'll be able to move forward and understand the dreams and what they're trying to say. Everything that you know about dreams is probably wrong. I've heard it way too many times. When you see a person in your dream, 
there's a different hierarchy of what the meaning behind what you're seeing is. Example. When you see a person in your dream outside of the close first tribe, the first inner circle, okay, you have the inner circle which is like you and your family. Okay, that's that you have your friends, acquaintances, and possibly extended family. When you see these people in your dreams, these people are not there as themselves. Okay? Because first of all, they don't have a choice in the matter. It's you that's making it up. So what you're doing is you're choosing things, people, places that you're familiar with. Why? So you little pussies don't get scared and run away. Right? So it pulls, your subconscious pulls something that you're going to be familiar with so that you won't be scared or wowed out and run from it because it's trying to teach you you're trying to teach yourself and i know that sounds weird but truly it's all about you everything is about you not like you're the center of the universe but you are you caring about you, that's what it is. It's a little bit of self-improvement. It's a little masturbatory, if you will, because that's self-improvement. And that's what the dreams are, self-improvement. So they are putting something that you're familiar in so you don't get scared or you don't, it, it grabs your attention. So you're seeing your friend or your sister or your whoever it might be. That is not that person. It's not them in the dream state. It's not them at all. It simply is the face of the recognition of something. For you to recognize it, not be scared, and then pay attention because what they're doing is a reflection of you somehow, some way, something that you have inside of you that you're trying to fix or you don't even know it. That is directly reflected into that what it looks like a somebody that you know. And within them holds the key to what it is that you need to fix. Not only what, but how. Because those people are going to be the ones that are going to show you how to fix that problem. And if you can't get on board with that, you can't think differently than whatever it is that you thought dreams were. then 
there's really nothing left for you to do except smoke a lot of gateway drugs and not remember your dreams and see what happens because I guarantee you craziness sets in you will die if you don't dream literally that is a literal statement everything within your dreams is figurative it is a reflection of yourself inside a hologram or a mirror image or a clone or whatever you want to call it so if you're seeing your sister this you're going to pay much more close attention to than if it was a second cousin while still familiar that hegemony is pretty far about like how far down the rung the second cousin is so you're going to pay more attention to the one that is familiar okay so moving on when you see your sister that's not your sister so you're not alarmed pay attention to what she's doing or saying or whatever because she's trying to show you something that it is that you need to work on because truly it's just a reflection or a manifestation of something that's within you that you're trying to fix okay that's one that's the human aspect of the dream got it so you're not seeing it for what it truly is for it's a metaphor of life it is a reflection within one's self about oneself to help oneself it's amazing second we have the animals the animals when you see an animal in your dream those are representations of close family I'll repeat that animals are representations of people that you're very close to in the dream world okay so pay attention to animals for they will show you now if you're trying to pick that apart right now You, you guys just love to live to try to prove me wrong because it just isn't going to work okay so these animals representate representation of close inner sanctum people that you surround yourself with okay so if you look at these animals most likely you're not seeing a whole zoo of animals okay so when I say look at the animals in your dreams you can't be like there are oh, so many of them no there's not there's a possibility of a vast number of them but the ones that are coming to you are very special why 
This is where we get that spirit animal. Okay, that's my spirit animal. Well, coming to you three times in a, in a dream is a recurring pattern that you should pay, pay attention to. That is the subconscious saying, wake the fuck up, really, because this is a sense of urgency which is needed for you to pay attention to. But three. So your dreams, your animals are going to be close family. Pay attention to what they do specifically. If it's a large cat, wolf, coyote, lion, if it's any of the large apex predator cats, those things are going to do one of two things. And either one of them you should do also what they are doing. Monkey see, monkey do. Do what the monkey do. Okay? Just fling poo. No, but seriously, if you see a wolf off in the distance, but it seems like it's close, you get some of that, like, long-distance sight. And it's far off, but you can see it as clear as day in those blue eyes. And it's oh so familiar. It feels familiar. That's because it is familiar. It is a family member. Now the cats themselves, they're going to do one of two things. They're going to either run towards you, which usually is not the case. Very rarely do you see that actually. More importantly, it will sit there wait for you to recognize it, then it will very slowly make its move. And usually it's turning into a different direction and walking, wanting you to follow. They're trying to show you something. So just do it. Swoosh. Just do it. Follow them. Not like a sheeple, just like a sleeping person. And it, that's how simple dreams are. And this is what dreams are made of. But we've got different level of dreams that we're going to speak about today. It is something I've done since I was in high school. Did a lot of dream work when I was young. A lot of out-of-body experience. A lot of MK Ultra type stuff. Very fascinating. But specifically, what I want to talk about today is an orgy dream. <laughs> Not an orgy dream, but um, basically getting away from making it all about yourself and trying to see if there's any we in dream Nope, there's no I in dream either, though. Huh. Dream a little dream. That's what I say. So within this dream, I started 
wanting to have what I call shared dreams. And what is a shared dream? Not a dream that you have with somebody else in it. That is not the definition of a shared dream because that would give way to thinking that it was that person also that knew that they were dreaming and they chose to be in the dream state with you. That is the farthest from the truth. So, like I said, we'll call it, as I do, we call it collective dreaming. Now, collective dreaming, as we explore the idea of what actually that's going to mean, um, what it means to have a shared dream. Like, I, I was kind of touched it just a little bit. Just the tip. So, we're going to talk about these shared dreams, the ones that you have with others. And it's very important. It's a very important thing to discuss because people don't realize how incredible it is. They don't even know they can do it, much less realize how incredible it is. And it's something that we do almost every night. I mean, if you're just humans like you, cool kids, we pass out. You guys get down and go to sleep. When you go to sleep at night, you dream. You construct the entire landscape of the entire world inside of your head. And that's all done with your mind. And if we reflect on that amazing fact for just a moment, so many people don't think differently. They don't think about what I just said. They don't think. And then there's ones who don't understand how the mind can produce the so-called illusion of matter. How does it make up a hologram? Or for if we are made of matter, then how does it show an illusion of that? Well, that's because we're not matter. Matter doesn't matter. However, they do it every single night when they go to sleep, but they have no idea how it's done or what it even means. That is sad and wrong and padong, and hence why I'm talking about these things. So dreams are like, dreams are key dreams are crucial to understand existence itself. Our world, our connection there, in this world, and 
that brings me to one of a, a quote of mine. Not of mine, but quote that I like. And actually it's by John Lennon, which I'm not a big fan of. His music, believe it or not. But. And it says what it, it says about a dream. It says, let me think. A dream you dream alone is only a dream, a dream you dream together. Now I'm going to repeat that because of its totality of how it is so correct. To dream alone is only a dream, a dream you dream together. Now is reality and of course, this is extremely important when it comes to the cult and to Assyrianism or whatever, because it is our collective dream to create this new world of which, this new world order, this new world, this unified world that we dream of. So that's what we're going to be discussing. That also about the idea of how, how it is that when it is that we construct shared dreams together, how it is that we can create new realities in itself, and how the planet Earth is sort of a monadic synchronization. Okay. Sorry about my, my palate is parched. Um, and what this means, if this doesn't, really bake your noodle is the function of mathematical waves zine waves and cosine waves okay this is what the dream makes this is what the dreams make are made of it is a function to synchronize the minds together and so when we're working in optimal harmony Okay, what does that mean? When we're working together, working together in a dream, about a dream. Now remember, we use most of our brain when, when we're dreaming. So imagine if in harmonically, harmony, we used this dream state to dream a dream together. Now imagine the power that that has. Okay, the power of which you think you have as 
an individual dreamer. The power of one, not even close. We say world shapers. That's when they come together. You individually work on yourself. As you do that, you are attracted to like people doing the same thing. As a group, after the healing of thyself, you heal the planet, shape the world into what it is that you have dreamt it to be, and then the universe and beyond. Got me? Okay, so when we're working in this ultimate, optimal state of harmony, when we were all on that, as we like to call it, the same wavelength, you know, you guys like to say that a lot. You want to catch that wave or you want to, hey dude, we're on the same wavelength. It's so true what you speak when you don't even know what you're speaking of. Because everything is waves. Be it sound waves, light waves, sound waves, you name it, it's all waves. Zine, cosine waves. The body or the monad just being a vessel to hold these waves. But when we're of mind, when we're in harmony like we were once before, before everything got shattered, before the Big Bang, when we're in that optimal harmonic state of mind with everybody, this is special. That is when we will become what I call the world shapers, and we will shape this world into something that we have only dreamt of. It will come full circle at that point. Now, if we really think about how amazing that statement I just said is, I, hopefully that gave you goosebumps just hearing that. Because while that doesn't seem like it's a thought, such a crazy like thought process, it is absolutely a different way of thinking. Now imagine if you could construct, if you can individually construct worlds that your subconscious makes in your dreams world. Imagine on a scalable, bigger scale, like basically if you had a whole bunch of people working together for a common cause in a dream world and you could make it as if you wished and you all had the same wish and you're going to wish you'd never wake up because it's a wishy, wishy, wishy-washy world that we live in. If we would only be able to construct worlds, visit each other's, you would be able to have your own world 
dream world, if you will. And then we could visit your dream world together. You could come over and be in my dream world. I could go to your dream world. Hey, bro, you want to come to my world? No, I'm cool with mine, but check it later. Or, fuck yeah, my world's fucking sucks. <laughs> Whatever you've made it is what it is. Once we engage in this higher level of existence, okay, this is what I'm going to tell you, this is what I'm showing you, this is what you should do. When I say do, I'm saying do the do, okay? This is something that you should experience. When we engage in this higher level of existence, it is so much, 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 much more evolved than this plane that we exist in. Now, did you get that? This higher level of existence that we go to when we do that is much more evolved than this plane of existence. So that means we're traveling into a different dimension, into a different existence, into a different plane of existence. And now, if you remember, if you enjoy what I'm saying and you want to hear more of it well all you have to do is come see me and also <laughs> these are going to be able to these are going to be turned into classes uh, that I'll be teaching for the nonprofit for donations and this would be part of the dream series. Imagine that. This is like third level stuff, but now I'm going to talk about the power of which you have when you reach this different plane of existence. When you can readily, easily, and anytime you want, reach these planes of existence. Well, guess what? We're in the spirit world, asshole. That's why they can't see us, because we're in the spirit world. You see the size of that chicken? <laughs> well, when we get to this different plane, we're not going to know how to move about it. We aren't even going to know what the fuck it's all about. So, yes, we have guides. I'm a guide. Your spirit animal is a guide. You can try to trust yourself as a guide, but I never do that because I get lost, but not in the spirit world. That's my realm.
Okay, and so Osiris is the underworld. That's the world I know how to travel on different planes. I'm familiar with many different planes, as as you are familiar with this plane of existence now. So it goes back and I'm quoting a quote again because I like it so much. And it is very relevant for what we're speaking of. And that's what a dream is. A dream you dream alone is only a dream. A dream you dream together is reality. So, reality, think differently. I'm going to give you a whole new way of looking at what you call reality. It's kind of like hijacking your inner monologue. Now I'm going to show you a different reality from which you think you are seeing now. Are you ready? Think about this. Elon Musk has made Neuralink, which basically has these smaller than little fiber optic things that go in your brain. And then it goes up to his satellite, which he has Starlink, which he has now successfully, what he said he wanted to do, which put satellites all around the planet so that the internet can be reached by the most rem in the most remote places on the planet. Full coverage. Now, I like Elon Musk. I think he's one of the, somebody that you could really look up to and he could be a role model of sorts. But there's certain things that we don't understand. And if he's able to do that, basically took Neuralink, hook it up to his Starlink, have your thoughts go over, we have just single-handedly, he has just made a hive mind out of the humans. He just startling them up. Meaning we should be, our thoughts will travel over and be able to talk with somebody all the way across the world with never moving your lips. That's already here, people. This isn't science fiction. It is so yesterday literally it's already been done tested I mean what else would he be doing I can tell you nothing is more extraordinary than this hive mind because it's like getting 
sensate, basically, like, you get so much more information. It's like Neo when he learned Kung Fu before he went into the Matrix. Just downloaded it. That kind of thing. Now, there's actually a theory of the hive mind. They say that this theory says the hive mind existence is made up of nothing. Not nothingness, but nothing. But minds all packed together in the cosmic hive. Okay, so we have cosmic giggle, we have cosmic mirror, we have cosmic hive. Now imagine, imagine if you will, imagine each one of these minds as a small sphere, okay, like a little planet, like a tiny marble, or BB, okay, so all of our minds together in the hive, the cosmic hive mind. Imagine each mind as a little sphere. Okay, that's what we're going to call the mind. Now, this little sphere we call a mind. Is also windowless. If it's entirely self-contained. It has no other way of communicating with the outside. It's self-contained. It can't communicate outside of itself. With any other minds, it can't see out there. It doesn't know because there's no windows. Or for some reason, all the windows are firmly closed and blacked out. That's, um, you know, that's like having the door lock from the inside. Yeah. That's strange. It's meant to keep in, not to keep people out, it's to keep people in. That's the prison of your mind. Somebody's put your mind in prison. Free your mind. Your mind will be freed once it becomes one with the others. You can't do this one alone, Neo. You must get into the matrix. But no one can see out or in think of it like a tinted windows of a vehicle really dark one illegal one, you know or possibly what it would look like inside a marble you got the whole world you can see out can they see in can they see in 
But no, it's blacked out. It's tinted. So no one can see in to see you. And no, you can't see out. So this is all very, very metaphoric, okay? So what I'm getting at? But it's to kind of get you to think about what it is a mind is like on its own. What can it do? So by saying or talking about a mind having no windows, no computers, is sort of like saying what would a mind like be all on its own without interacting with any other minds, right? So you would give way to think about what is a mind like on its own? A single mind? What can it do all by itself out there in the vast universe with only the mind? What does it do? We don't mind that you don't know because you couldn't tell anybody even if you did. Can it do anything at all? The closest we get to the state of pure mind, okay, so what we're talking about when I say pure mind, of mind, the closest we get, as you as a human, the closest you get to this, that state is when we dream. In a dream, our conscious or our unconscious mind. So let me repeat this. The closest we get to the state when we dream in a dream, our unconscious mind serves content to our conscious mind. And it's all about our own mind. Nothing else is involved. See what I'm getting at? That's the own, your own mind within its own mind without anything else. When you're dreaming, that's the closest that you're getting to reality. But reality itself in itself, the word reality is wrong because it's not reality. Now, if we're in our own mind, minding our own business, but we don't have any business because we're in our mind, and our mind don't have no business being thinking about business, but what happens if we open a window a window into the real world, a window into normal reality, 
a window into a different plane of existence? Is that what you're saying, Osiris? That's exactly what I'm saying. Any of you that are VR people that like to partake in the virtual reality headsets, you will know what that doorway, that window, that looks like. Because it's the grayscale. It is the window into the real world when you're in the VR world. Yeah. So if you open one of those windows or close one of those windows of the mind, then the minds, plural, everything outside of your own, have a way of interacting with each other. Okay, so how do you think that those little minds interact? your lucky day because I'm going to tell you instead of talking about just a individual single mind operating secluded on its own we're going to think about what would happen if minds could interact with each other Okay, I'm saying it like this because this is probably so foreign to you that it sounds like science fiction novel. It's not, people. This is what we're speaking of. This is what we're doing. This is what we would like to teach you. We need us all to dream the same dream. We need a all to be able to talk in this dream state. We all need to have the same dream. So if all these minds could interact with each other, imagine that the unconscious, the unconsciousness, okay, usually what would be going on in the dream of each and every mind in the existence of whatever, if every mind can project some dream content into a shared mental space. Now, this is going to get a little crazy sounding, but I'm going to use some metaphors and some, some examples. Now, if you're, if you're projecting something into your dream state okay that's what we call um, dream content is the stuff within the dreams okay stream content now think of it like a chat room or like microsoft any of your video chat rooms uh be it whatever microsoft's or any of those video things Imagine if every mind can project some dream content into a shared mental space. So when you're all on your own, individually as a single mind, and you sleep, in that dream, 
That's you exploring your unconscious content. Did you grasp that? When you're dreaming, you're all on your own as a single mind, having your own dreams. And you sleep. That dream, that is you exploring your unconscious content that you're projecting. Follow? Good. Now, the next question's really gonna fucking bake your noodle. Of course I know the answer. I wouldn't ask questions that I didn't have the answer to. What would occur if a multiplicity of minds all contributed a fraction of their unconscious to a shared mental space or perhaps even, not even a fraction, but just the unconscious of each and every mind coming together, being in the same space. Imagine that the unconscious of each and every mind, that it could project some dream content of their choice into a shared mental space. When all this dream content from all the different minds mixes together, what differences does it make? What differences does it make that no particular unconscious mind controls the dream, but rather all the unconscious minds do so together? You follow? How does that change things? All the subjective aspects would be filtered out, leaving something that would be best described as an objective dream, okay? An objective dream obeys strict rules and becomes rigid in no particular mind can move it. Why? Because it's not just one. So why would that be the case? If we have an objective dream, why would it be obeyed by strict rules. That is the question that you should be asking if you're not. Catch up. Why would why would it be rigid? Why, why, why? Because no particular mind would be able to move it. Well, then you would have to say, well, if that's true, when you're in a single dream, when you're in your personal dream, you can alter things, right? We've mostly had those. It's called lucid because you are aware. You're, 
You become conscious within the subconscious. So you're lucid because you're unconscious. It's you. It's still all you. So you can control it. You can change it. However, if we're talking about a shared dream where every single one of our minds in existence altogether is contributing a little verse, okay? Carpe diem, contribute a verse. And if they're all contributing, now you suddenly be able to not be able to change something. You can't change it just by thinking about it is what it is. As in your personal dream, you could just change it at will because it was you subconsciously dreaming, then becoming aware or conscious of your subconscious doing it, and you take control over it. But it's all your own dream content, and it's all you about you. That's the single individual dreamer. That's not what we're talking. We're talking now about all the minds in existence coming and doing what you did as an individual. But you lose the control of it being free and at will because now there's more things, more minds, okay? So if, if every single mind, literally and figuratively, every single mind in existence is contributing, now you can't change something at will. You can't just change it by thinking about it because it's not yours and it's totalitarian. It's not yours, yours alone. Every part of the dream, a portion of it belongs to another mind. Don't mind them, but you better mind them because they're all of mind. So this is why it has to obey strict rules. This is why it becomes very rigid. This is why you can't change it by thinking about it. In a normal, private dream, your own dream, your own unconscious mind can alter the rules, bend them, break them, do whatever, at will. Everything can change instantly, but not so in a public dream where all minds are equally contributing. Is that possible? No, it's not equally possible, but we can all contribute. Any one mind can't change the public dream 
However, the public dream becomes fixed in a state of fixed. So it's, if it changes at all, So it starts out as fixed because it's everything doing it all at once, which keeps it at a fixed location. It's only according to the strict rules of the dream world. The physics of dreams, in, in fact, the public dream takes on exactly the same characteristics as the objective world what we all in this world regard as such. And that's exactly the world that we live in. And it can't be anything else. Do you follow that, people? Every day a public dream of the hive mind. It's not a material world that we live in. Remember, matter doesn't matter because it's material. Material. Okay. The material world, there's no such thing as it. Truly, it does not exist. It's a dream world. Okay. This new world order, this is it. This is what we talk about. You thought it was something big and scary. It's just a little different than you thought. This new world order is in the mind. It's in the dream. It's in a shared dream. And that shared dream needs to be maneuvered. Therefore, a monad or your body is taken to traverse the hollows, which is a hologram of what's to be. And your monad traverses it like you, a controller in a video game. A public dream of hive mind is not a material world. There is no such thing. It's a dream world constructed by minds acting in concert. Okay, all together. And that changes the entire basis of what we consider normal reality. So right now, people, if you do not have goosebumps and you are not following what I just said and you are not totally blown away, then... You might be just something stuck in the matrix. What we consider reality to be, you should now look at reality in an entirely different way because the way that you thought about it before doesn't matter because it was a matter of material. Material. Material doesn't matter in this. So we are not the victims of matter. We are the authors 
matter did not make us, and us is not made of matter. We made matter. You see how this is completely different than the materialist's conception of reality or just what you thought a little while ago. The atheist conception of reality and even the, as I like to call them, the atheist's conception of reality. That is the, I say the, because uh, that's the, uh-oh, yeah, that's a wow moment, but the uh-oh moment, that's the atheist conception of reality. Our conception of reality is entirely unique, individual. Everybody's entire individual reality is different when they're alone. We are not the victims of matter. We are its authors. We created the world in which we are living in. Just like we created a dream world last night when we tramped. This is the world that we have created together. What we're living in is a shared dream. I am in your dream right now. It is you and I in a shared dream. Together, it is our collective dream. We've simply forgotten that it was happening. Just like when we go to sleep and we get into a dream, we never remember how we got there. We're just smack dab in the middle of it. That's what I mean by don't remember. That's why your personal dream, you forget that you're dreaming. You don't know how you got there. You forgot. But like I came up with, everybody thought I was crazy, but I had to figure out a trigger. Something that would remind me in my dream that I was dreaming. Well, how the fuck do you do that? Exactly. How the fuck do you do that? Well, everybody's got to do something different usually, but for me, I'm a simple person. Simple person, simple things. What do you need? I need to find out if I'm dreaming when I'm dreaming. Okay. So... You just gotta ask yourself, am I dreaming? <laughs> no shit, Mike, but Osiris, we don't know we're dreaming. That's the whole point. Oh yeah, I was dreaming, sorry. It's just a dream. Right now, it's a dream. How did I know to wake up? I wrote myself a note and put it on a sticky. And if you think I'm lying, look at the bear behind you. You're dreaming. I'm telling you you're dreaming. 
You're not listening. You're looking for a bear. Listen to the words that I'm telling you. For I am one of those minds that has come together in the shared dream and able to speak to you. And I'm speaking to you. So don't wake up. Don't wake up. But when you do, take a sticky note. Write the words, are you dreaming? And you plaster every fucking waking moment that you have. You put one of those sticky notes everywhere, on every wall, on every surface that you can do. And it's just going to be stickies everywhere. That say, are you dreaming? And what is this going to do? As it did for me. I saw those sticky notes in my waking life every single moment I was awake. I saw those sticky notes because I put them there. Now, the other waking people that are around you are going to think you have totally lost it. You've gotten off the deep end and that you need to go to psych ward, so be careful about that. But what you're doing is you're getting your mind trained to read the words on the sticky note. Because you're going to read every single one of them when you're awake. That is your homework. You can't just see them. You have to read each one of them. And I know that you know what they say, but I don't care. Do it. Read each and every one. And what does it say? Are you dreaming? Are you dreaming? What that is going to do is you're going to get so used to saying, are you dreaming? And then take a moment to figure out if that's what's happening or not. Right? Well, when you do this the first time and realize that you are dreaming, you get very excited, wake the physical body up, the conscious mind takes over, subconscious goes away, now you're back in stupid reality. You woke up before you got into your dream, before you became conscious, your subconscious became, your conscious became aware that it was in control of the subconscious, the subconscious was in control in your dream state. You got too excited. You asked the question and you realized the answer was yes. And you got too excited and woke the physical body up, which shoots the mind back into conscious. It's got to be in the world. So this is what you do with the stickies. You read them so many times in your waking while that it becomes second hand and is no longer a surprise when you get to that point again. When you get to that point again about reading the sticky note and you ask yourself, are you dreaming? And you realize that you are dreaming. That wow factor is not so wow anymore because you've trained your brain to do it all the time. It becomes normal. 
Therefore, it doesn't, that kick doesn't hit in and you don't wake your conscious mind back into normal reality. Now you're lucid. This is what we call lucid dreaming. Now you have the power to will things into existence, to make things as you wish, to make this world your own, to make it whatever you want. But this is not but the first step. We want you to get to the shared dream state. Okay? I am allowed to visit you in your individual dream because I have that power. I have the power to go on different planes of existence, to visit those planes of existence. One of those planes of existence is your dreams. I can be in your dreams. I am in your dreams. You are dreaming now. Wake up. I am your sticky note. You are dreaming. You're dreaming a little dream. And we're dreaming that little dream together. Don't forget. Don't forget that you're dreaming. See, you're going to forget. You think it's real. You take it as being objective. You take it as being true. You take it as being firm. You take it as being the truth. And you take it as being a part of you. And this collective dream that we would have, that we exist in right now, we have created this dream together. As a collective. This is a collective dream that we exist in right now, currently, as I'm talking. And like when you go to sleep and dream, you forget, we forgot, we forgot it's up to us to become lucid. And as Osirians, that is what we, why we are the ones who are becoming lucid in this dream, okay? And it is our job to become higher than human on a higher plane of existence become lucid in this dream and it is our job to wake up the other dreamers such as yourselves in this world it is our job to make the other minds of this world become lucid and we we ourselves we're it this is it we are doing it. You are in it. Wake up. Don't forget to wake up inside your dream. Become lucid. Change the world to what it is that you will. Join us to change the universe as we all see fit. We are all having the same dream. We are in this dream. We are Osirians. This is the new world order. It is a dream world order. You are not going to find anywhere 
else. You are not going to find this sort of thing in any of your mysticism books, your occult, your spirituality, or any of that. I do all three as a shaman, as a, a black magic, and as an Osirian. None of them will have that individually like we are showing you. You will find like little fractured pieces. Think of it like glass. But it's not understood rationally, firmly, mathematically, and truthfully. You will find it to be very, very distorted. These distorted views. But we hold the key right here. It's not the key of what you think. It's the key to existence itself, and that is that it's a dream. And it's our mission. It is our mission as Osirians, as me coming to you as Osiris, not to just talk about these things like I'm doing to you just over a podcast, but we are to shape reality itself. That's why I give no fucks, because I make my own reality. Think about it when you go to sleep tonight, when you enter that individual dream world, served up by your unconscious, that unconscious mind. The dream world constantly changes during that dream state. It's different every night with occasional reoccurring dreams. When you wake up each day, you enter the public dream world. This changes very little while you've been asleep. It stays much the same day after day, year after year, as its own internal physics that it abides by stringent physics rules physics of the collective dreamer or dreaming plays out therefore according to the hive mind all of us together dreaming theory all that you ever do in existence is switched from public to private dreaming when you go to sleep or when you wake up, you switch from public to private dreaming. When you go to sleep and from private to public dreaming, when you wake up, that's it. You're always, always dreaming. You are never in a state of not dreaming. That is the most important thing for you to really understand when you leave here today. We are always dreaming. We are always streaming. We are never not dreaming. We're just switching channels. 
we're streaming different channels. We're dreaming. We're just switching channels. Right. Left. Imagine a television. It's you who can switch the channels. Okay? It's you who turns the knobs. It's the exact same thing. We are this. We are always dreaming. We are just changing the channel. We're either tuned into our own personal, unconscious, individual mind. That's the channel that we're on. Or we switch that channel. And then we're out of that private channel, private dream. And now we're switched into a public dream, the subjective dream. There are also, of course, exists other channels, all different planes of existence, the multiverse of this. All those are different realities, different existences, different domains, whatever you want to call them. Now, which are which? Which are collaborative dreams? These dream worlds that have been created by group minds? And this, of course, what we aim to do eventually. And that is what we're doing. Join us. Come. Dream a little dream outside your normal dream. Switch the channel. T tune in. Dial in. Put your frequency to ours. Synchronize. Together. Together. Synchronized. We will evolve. Eventually, we will evolve so far. We will evolve past the capacity to create a collaborative dream space. But in order to do so, we have to come together first and synchronize on this planet. And that has to come first. You can think of this as sort of like a training The cult is training. We are training. You are training. This is like a training ground. Once we can say that we have a handle on it, once we become world shapers, then our individual worlds come together to make a universe and together we can make the entire universe and we can will it together to be exactly as we dream it can you now like look into a collective earth 
no bounds, no race, no hate, just a dream, all dreaming, one dream, I got a dream, no possible way of getting shot, we have a dream, in our dream. Our dream will stop everything. Time, war, hunger, all this is sort of thing doesn't exist. But this is a fractured living. And that's what we're living in now. The Big Bang was the Big Bang. And that Big Bang fractured the harmony of the synchronization of our minds split into a million different pieces and we are here I am here to wake you up inside of your dream so we can dream together and get back to that harmonic state of the collective dream so tune in so we can sync with each other synchronize in this public world the new public world order so this is why it's so important to optimize and create this planet this world synchronize here so when we step out into the universe we have to evolve and grow together that is how we become the masters of our reality but we have to learn to synchronize together just like neurons in the brain firing okay they have one unitary experience so you're always dreaming people except critically there are two modes of dreaming the collective public the individual private they are experienced very very differently even though the basic mathematics of each is identical the only thing that changes is the number of minds involved in producing the outcome or producing the dream and that makes all the difference the thing no one believes that the individual dream worlds that they alone create when they go to sleep are real objective material worlds except for when you're in them right when you're in them you do but when you wake up you know they're not because you haven't woken up you're just in a different dream but when you're in them you do think that they are real right they seem as real as it gets because they are but when you're in them you don't think to think about that 
That's why we have our sticky notes to remind us and ask ourselves if we're driving because we forgot to ask ourselves. Good old sticky notes. Are you dreaming? Yes, you are. So awake you become and the world is ours. The world is ours. Not mine. Not yours. We can't do it individually like that. Here's the thing, and no one believes in the beginning individual dream worlds that you create within yourself when they go to sleep. Okay, when you go to sleep, that's real objective material worlds, and you understand that they are purely a mental state. However, while you're in the dream, you construct the world within the dream it seems totally real totally convincing totally solid concrete that's while you're while you're in the private dream okay your individual dream you never even suspect that it's anything other than the typical solid whatever you've made in other words you can have the complete experience of matter while definitively not being in a material world. Material. Now think about the waking world. The difference between this and the worlds that you create in your sleep is that all minds are involved. And it's a construction. And I'm going just to pull up this imaginary thing. This imagery, if you will. I know you guys see it a lot. But you always, for those who are new to this, I know this is so much to fathom, but welcome. And hello. I am Osiris. You are dreaming. This is a shared dream. And I will see you when you tune in. But don't forget to forget that you are dreaming to make sure you make a post-it note. Right on there, are you dreaming? So you become lucid. You become aware that your subconscious and your conscious now are melting together. But it's all you. That's the individual channel. That is the private individual dreaming state, which you have total control over. But when you change that channel, change over into the public dream state, where it's all minds. You will become, no matter what, anything that they need you to be, no matter what, because matter doesn't matter as much when you're in the material and this is me being your sticky note and saying are you dreaming and no you forgot so I'm out change the channel